today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Lemon here. Jason Beckerman. So, uh, Harry's book, uh, The Memoir. Let's kind of cut through and just talk generally about this. So, whether it's true or not true, whether he should be saying it or not saying it, this is almost like a publicity machine over the last year that has been rolling things out in pieces. And, you know, you captivate people with the Oprah interview, and then you double down with the Netflix interview. And then the question, he's got a memoir, which is going to make a lot of money, or at least should. And then the question, what do you do now that you've done Oprah and Netflix? So what you have to do, at least if you're part of a publicity machine, is hold back. Mm -hmm. And not even hold back, but in some cases, recast the story. Like, you know, in particular, the Nazi story, the Nazi right, uniform exactly. story. That in Netflix, it seemed like he was shouldering he all the blame. Of it, yeah. And now all of a sudden in the book, um, no, no, it is Kate and, and uh, William. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, everybody's kind of talking about this like this is just a family kind of airing their grievances or a family member airing his grievances. But in fact... This is a, it's almost, you know, it's funny because they talk about the royal family as the firm. There is a firm associated with Harry and Meghan now, yeah. but the firm is a publicity machine. It, it, it's fascinating to me when you, when you phrase it like that, it, just that they're holding themselves out. And look, I'm not judging them for it. They're holding themselves out as people who have a story to tell, have to get their side of the story out in order to tell to give the people a, a, a complete idea of what really happened. Oh, I they, disagree with that. Well, that, no, this is what they've said, because they have said that they were limited. They couldn't say certain things when they were in the royal family, that the royal family was leaking information through the British press. Right, right. And, and, and telling a negative story. And they're saying that they have a right to tell theirs, which they clearly do. But what it is, you're right. It's it's a publicity and money making machine at this point. You wonder where it goes after the book comes out. There's now, not I, much more to tell. But... Well, I thought that after Netflix. Yeah, right. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I thought that after Netflix. And and, and look, I'm not even suggest. I, I'm not saying this in a negative way. I, I'm just saying it. I, I believe factually that you know this is. It, it it doesn't matter whether you believe it, don't believe it, whether you think you should say it or shouldn't say it. You got to understand what's behind it. You have big companies. You've got Oprah, which is itself mm -hmm. this huge brand. You've got Netflix, which is a huge brand. And now you have this book, which is a big deal, all of which we're talking about. Well, not Oprah, because he didn't make any money. They didn't make any money off of Oprah. Right. But it set the table. It, right. That, do you think they, looking back, and as long yes. as you've been in the I think the answer industry, is yes. <laughs> so before Oprah, it was we have a four step plan, or who knows, an eight step plan. Who knows how many? Uh, but we have a plan here, and it is going to result in us, A, making a fortune, and B, hold, you know, re recasting what the story of this depart departure from the family looks like. If you think that they just one day said, God, we should do Oprah. And they didn't think about Netflix or the book. Yeah. You're naive. Right. That this right. is, look, they are smart people. You know, they, they have huge companies behind them. And this was all an orchestrated plan to roll all of this out. And again, we don't know whether there's going to be a fourth thing or not. Yeah. But there certainly have been three. And usually it's one. 
Right. Usually it's one. It's all building towards a book or whatever it is. Here we have a documentary, a book, an Oprah interview. Yeah, and that's what's really unusual about this. Okay, all that said, does this strengthen Harry's brand or weaken it? Or do nothing? Well, his brand is... you mean the popularity of the man? I mean, he, he's he's obviously he has ubiquitously a known. Harry he has, has a, a brand. huge brand. Yeah. Um, I, I think ultimately it weakens the brand. A, it shoots all the powder they have left in the keg, right? I, there's nothing more to hear from Harry after this. So that's number one. But that had to happen eventually. He's only got, only has so much powder to shoot, and he's now shot it. So, and, and B, if you look at popularity numbers in this country and certainly in the U.K., He's not a very popular figure, especially in the UK. Yet he was. He oh, he was the most popular yeah. after his mother died, and, and and then even in the decade after uh, decade afterwards, he was so popular. He was what everybody wanted to be, right? You have all the trappings of wealth and royalty with none of the responsibility that poor William has to has to shoulder now. Um, and so, yeah, he was really popular. And a, lot of, popular. and a lot of sympathy and empathy because of what happened. Yeah. And I think there is still s- some sympathy and empathy that, that runs through it, especially among the American press and the American people. But he's deeply, deeply unpopular in the UK. He's not particularly popular if you look at popularity polls here to the extent you can believe him on a, sto- a story like this. Um, and so I don't know what his life is like. Now, maybe he's really happy living in Montecito with the wife and the kids and the dogs. And a lot of money. And, and a hu- huge fortune. Um, uh, you, you know, maybe he's happy with that life, but you know, he's very estranged from his brother. The story came out. He told the story about having a physical altercation with his brother. It seems like there's no love there anymore. Well, and not just that. I mean, he's saying that, you know, that one of the things that really kind of struck me that, um, you know, you think this is all post Diana. It's not. I mean, it's interesting. And, and I didn't know this until today. Um, that Diana was very sad about the relationship between Harry and William. Oh, I, I didn't. Where did you I, hear, I, I, I didn't hear that this morning. I, okay, I think that came out in the six. I it, it came out in there were so many stories. Yeah, right. But one of the things was Diana was sad about it. Um, and again, I haven't read the book. I haven't gotten yes, the book yet. Sure. It doesn't come out until Tuesday. Yeah. But I read that today. I don't know. I, you know, if that's true, that's kind of interesting. But he did say that they've always kind of had this relationship. Uh-huh. Um, and they seemed chummy. They sure did. Uh, pre, you know, at, 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 at William's wedding, at, they've seemed chummy along the way at, 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 you know, at various functions for the queen where they were there. I know. At Camilla and Charles's wedding, they seemed chummy. Uh, you know, it's, it's surprising to learn that they didn't have a great relationship. Although, you know, my brother and I didn't have a great relationship, but as adults, we came, became friends. He just didn't marry somebody who became an antagonist, right. so it didn't break us apart again. So maybe it happens that you become friends. So I don't know. I mean, you know, they they can go on and, you know, Archwell has a great purpose. And they can, you know, move on now yep. and do charitable work, which they said they're going to do, and they have. But do, I, they, do these two strike, the, strike you as the kind of people that can sit idly in Montecito and count their money and enjoy walks on the beach for the rest of their lives? I don't know them. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no Doesn't idea. Doesn't seem like it to me, but the, the, I, I don't know the, them either. The so. thing that, that strikes me is this kind of push-pull that, on the one hand, they feel that everybody is so invasive in their lives, and then on the other, they are putting it all out yes, there. Yes, right. 
right. knowing that not only knowing that people are going to react to it, they want people talking about them. They want people. They want these headlines. They, you know, they're doing Good Morning America. They're doing yeah. 60 Minutes. This is all so carefully orchestrated, and they have so many grievances about being covered. Now, I also understand there's a difference between covering them and being racist. And oh, I, sure, sure, and sure. Yeah, I, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I get that, but they seem so put out yeah. by, you know, us and others covering them, but they want... If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Cover it. You talked about this with other celebrities in the past that they go and they do the movie junkets and they do the they come come and interview me constantly and, and then, then how dare you come up to me as soon as they yeah. don't want to talk anymore they think the camera should shut off we should never ask them another question again and that's who seems to be what well what, what there's happening you here. know it's funny because we have had so many people that we've covered over the years that will be you know just put out if you ever go up and ask him a question until they've got a movie coming right. out. And then they just want to be as chatty as they can. Right. You know, and then they go back and then they come back again and they, it, it, you know. It, Which it, you understand, but at the same time, that's not that's not the way the game is played. Well, it's not even the game. It's like, you know, it used to be that, you know, studios didn't even have walls around them yeah. when they first were built. They put walls around them because all of a sudden people realized, oh my God, everybody's really interested because we've made these people famous. Uh -huh. And they put walls around the studios, and this was 100 years ago. And it's the same principle, that when somebody puts themselves out there like that and people are interested in their lives, it becomes almost an industry. Right. And unsurprising and especially unsurprising given the history. I mean, people know this. And, you know, Charles rolls his eyes whenever I talk about this story. But there is a fabulous book, I think it's by Billison, um, called The Summer of 1927, which has to do with all these things that happened that year. And, uh, you Bill, know, Bill Bryson. Bill, yes. Br It's Bryson. I'm yes, sorry. Bill, Bill Bryson. I love this book. Yes. And um, and one of the things they talk about is, you know, Babe Ruth broke the home run record that year. Yeah. And the Chicago Tribune, I believe, did a weekly column just on Babe Ruth's bunions. And it was the most popular column <laughs> in that newspaper week after week after week because people were really interested in Babe Ruth. And because they were, they wanted to consume everything they could about Babe Ruth. It's the same principle. It's 100 years old almost. So, you know, nothing has changed, yeah. but everybody acts so surprised by it. Yeah, it, it is. Right. So the this idea that there's no way to quench the public's thirst for information about people they're interested in. And to the extent that Harry and Meghan continue to put themselves out there, continue to write books, do documentaries, whatever they're going to do, it's only going to make people want to know more and more and more about their lives. And when they pull back from that and say, you guys are being intrusive, 
it's just it's it's naive. It, it, this idea that people are going to walk away, no longer be interested because Harry and Meghan say, "Well, you shouldn't be interested anymore." That that really is naive or ridiculous. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. seriously, it's sort of like you know, <laughs> you are everywhere, but when you want to be nowhere, yeah. you want to be nowhere. Right. But you can't when you want to be everywhere. Yeah. You you mentioned a couple times that without without getting into whether or not they should have written the book. A lot of people, he should have written the book and whether or not they should do all the documentaries. It's impossible for, for, we don't have to come to a decision about it, but it's impossible for that conversation not to happen, right? When, when all of a sudden, right, they do Oprah and they don't make any money off of it. They just need to get their story out. Okay. Now they're making millions. I don't know what his advance in this book is, but it's got to be oh, multi millions of dollars. Plus, he's going to have a profit share on the back end. He's going to make a fortune off of it. Now, they've said thing. that they're going to give some of the money to charity. They have. But there is something when you're making money off the stories that you tell that is going to open you up to a level of scrutiny that you just can't avoid. Well, except I think this is beyond that. Look, everybody who writes a book is going to make money. Sure. And everybody who does a Netflix documentary is going to make money. That's part yep. of the game. Yep. Here, it's that three-tiered approach mm -hmm. that they are, you know, first we're going to do Oprah, then we're going to do Netflix, then we're going to do the book. It's all of that, and yeah. not just that they're making money off of it. I haven't seen anything quite like this before. Yeah, season seven. I mean, and, and, yeah. and this is a very intentional rollout. Yeah, that's right. Very intentional. I mean, it's like you're expecting season seven of The Crown to be produced by Harry and Meghan, right? I, I mean, or, or a documentary, uh, sort of a mockumentary or some sort of a document drama kind of thing. Jason, is that, out of, is, is that out of the question? Uh, well, I'm really serious. Is that out of the question? That they've got the crown. What if, I'm, and, and look, I have no knowledge of this, but if Harry um, and Meghan wanted to do a kind of a, you know, this is our perspective of what the royal family is like, given the appetite for, you know, the people interested yep. in the royal family, um, that would be a hit. It would be a hit. And as a matter of fact, you know, the crown was always supposed to go through season six, which is presumably going to revolve around Diana's death and, and and the aftermath of that. There's a there's a ready-made season seven here, right? Or season seven and eight. Oh, uh, no, is, no, I'm not talking about The Crown. No, I'm I know you're their, not. Their own version. Their own version of that. I, but, but this story, to your point, there is insatiable appetite for this family. And we saw it when we did a podcast, a 10-episode podcast, around the wedding of Meghan and Harry. It was insanely popular. The, right. the listenership was enormous. And we saw that throughout every all coverage of that, the, the public's coverage of that. There's a reason why every media organization is so eager to cover this stuff, because people want to hear about it. They're yeah. desperately into it. And, and, you know, and I was thinking last night just that, you know, they left for Canada which always seemed weird to me. And I always thought, well, wait a minute. The laws in Canada are less restrictive than the laws in England in terms of the things they were upset about. Yep. And so why did they go to Canada? And it just seemed like that was a way station to come back to the United States. Yep. And they land in, you know, Celebrity Central. Yeah. They land, they live, Celebrity move in, Central. Moving next to Oprah, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, if, everybody, if anybody thinks Montecito is just kind of an out-of-the-way thing— Montecito is where big celebrities who can afford not to live in Los Angeles, there are like levels yes. here, that you can have a big house in Los Angeles, but if you got to go to work and you got to do things, you can't live 90 miles away. Yeah. When you can live in Montecito, you got the life. Especially when you're a little bit older and you don't want to necessarily go to the, the, the Hollywood restaurants all the time. 
the Oprahs, the Meghan and Harrys, and some others. Who I think Rob Lowe has a place. Oh up my there. God, Every, Rob Lowe has a place. Oprah has a place. There, it, it is celebrity central. Yes, up there it is pressure. Truly well, he, well healed. And so you know they could have landed anywhere. Yes. I mean, they could have landed yes. anywhere. Yeah. And you know, and you could argue, well, they're in Montecito because the paparazzi. Well, the paparazzi are there. They got pictures of, of them of Harry today walking his dog in the rain. Yep. And so, or it would maybe yesterday. Um, you know, the idea that 90 miles away from L.A. is sort of, you know, rural yeah. Arkansas. No, it's well, Hollywood. What was funny is when they originally went to Canada, everybody said this is clearly just a way station. And they didn't last, what, four months in Canada know, before they were down in Montecito. And, you know, and it had they moved immediately to Montecito. There would have been criticism of that for That's right. seeking it out. So They're, they tried to buffer it a little bit. And and look, and again, we don't know. And good on them that they can afford to live in Montecito. Yeah. It's beautiful there. Good on them. Good, good on his family for giving him lots of money. They've made money since, but at the time, that's the money they had. She she was a low-level actress on Suits, I know. right? So it was his family. This this does get to the rankling point. Good, on, Yes, they had the money to live there that he was gifted by the royal family. No, it's, well, and inherited from his mom. And inherited from his mom. Most of her wealth came from right, but he can't, the association with the royal family. I, I, but I, it is his you're, you're it's, right. Look, I mean, people inherit money all the time. It's yeah. it, it, Honestly... On a level, good on them. And also, she was un- clearly unhappy. Mm-hmm. He never wanted to be a royal. He never wanted to be a royal. Right. He was happiest when he was in England, happiest when he was serving that, in that, Afghanistan. That Vegas hotel room, he no, was no, no. happiest. <laughs> no, but serving serving in Afghanistan. Yeah. And yeah. that was you know where he was kind of an ordinary guy and he was really happy and everything else. He didn't want to be a royal. So they have, like, you know, they've done something, I think, really noble, which is they looked at their lives and said, our lives are not good here. And even though we have all of these obligations and trappings and everything else, they took a chance. And on that level, I got to I admire them greatly that they for seeking their own path. They sought their own path, which a lot of people don't have the strength to do. That's a difficult thing to do, what they did, mm-hmm. and what he did especially. And, you know, the idea that he would say, I'm not happy, everybody else kind of exists this way, I'm not going to do that, yeah. and I'm going to try something new that had not been done before. I mean, you know, you have Wallace Simpson and all, but that's different. Yes. And they succeeded at it. And on that level, you got to hand it to them. What I mean, the next level where they pooped on the family on the way out? Yeah, that's... That's where it gets problematic to be continued. Have a good weekend. We'll see you.